a strange route we were going to go. We were going to make a two-prong attack, um, and Joe was kind of a little bit of the diversionary. And yet, he got his intelligence on where the enemy was so he could go where they were not, so we could get to Baghdad as quickly as we could. <laughs> Will somebody call a doctor, please? The, the value 
of detailed, uh, uh, integrated intelligence uh, began to pay off. And we started taking down the tribal chiefs. We started taking down the networks. And that's when, in my estimation, Intel really came into its own. We went into Afghanistan uh, with, uh, you know, several years ago. Uh, a guy by the name of Larry Nicholson took Medvay. We went from having, and we probably the most we ever had on the ground was the 24th Marine Expeditionary Unit. We had another a battalion on the ground besides that. Some ACE was there, some slice of, uh, of the uh, MLG. All of a sudden, we went to 10,000 Marines. And we started fighting in places like uh, 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 Margin. And we started having to take a look and see what the hell was going on in this. It wasn't a town. It was an area the size of Manhattan. It was an agricultural area, full of IEDs and full of the enemy. Everybody said you couldn't do it. And yet, uh, our intel prepped the battlefield for us long before Larry and his Marines ever stepped off. And it was about six months of hard fighting on Marshall Fell. And you go to Marshall today, and you can walk down the streets. You used to walk down the streets, and it was dirt. I mean, it was kind of nasty. You walk down Marshall today, it's paved. They've got street lights out there, markets firing. We've done exactly what we said we were going to do in Marshall. We've done it in now. We've done it all throughout the Helmand province. Yeah, we've got a couple of places left. But I predict that Helmand's going to turn out just like Armar did. When we left Armar two and a half years ago, we left under Victory Pennant. It's not been without a cost. I mean, it's been expensive. We paid with the currency of the United States Marine Corps, our young men and women. But we left Armar under Victory Pennant. And we owe a large percentage, if not almost all, of our ability to see and to know and to do to our intel marines, our young corporals. We do. We owe it to our captains. We owe it to our lance corporals. We owe it to the staff sergeants because they enabled us to see over the hill, unlike General Custer. And I keep using that as an example because can you imagine not having that today? without intelligence, fused intelligence, pushed down intelligence, integrated it. And by the way, it's not enough to just shove it down because you can become overwhelmed. It actually has to be collated, it's got to make sense, and it's got to arrive at the right place at the right time, and it's got to be displayed and, and portrayed so it makes sense to the warfighter. Think about what's happened in the last, uh, be honest with you, the last two weeks. This is the third time this week I've had an opportunity to speak publicly. Um, and, and I've made comments like this. Uh, the Marine Corps Intelligence Association, about five years ago, developed what they considered to be kind of the, uh, the main threat across the world. And, it's, and they labeled it, and it starts over in Central America and the northern part of South America. And, uh, and it comes all the way across the Atlantic, through the Mediterranean, North Africa, all the way around through the areas where we're fighting right now. And we use that when we develop General Conway's Strategy and Vision 2025. I was, I was an active part of the, that development, and I say that not like 
Oh, what a great guy he is. And he is, by the way. <laughs> Work with me a little bit now. Okay? I say that because I believe in it. And so when I took this job two years ago, I talked about the future security environment, and all the general officers know that. And I said, what was described in vision, uh, Commandant Conway's vision 2025, is the way the world's going to be for the next decade or two. What I said this week to the Atlantic Council is, ladies and gentlemen, we're in it. These are the good old days. This is as good as it's going to get. What we've gone through in the last two weeks, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it begins to thin out. I'm hoping it's not quite as concentrated. But ladies and gentlemen, there's never, ever in the history of our nation been a more important time for accurate, actionable, fused, intelligent, intelligence. Never in the history of our nation has it become more important. The dangers are there. You've seen it in the last two weeks. Uh, that's what you, that's what this community has done, and that's what this community will do for us for the next decade. I want to talk to you a little bit here uh, about a hero of, of the Intel community. In my mind, I asked, I asked my team, I said, I want you to go back and and, and, and pull out an example of OIF or OEF, where one of our young, where one of our young Marines uh, have really stepped in. Now, there's a lot of examples of this. In fact, just this week, just this last Friday, while we were here tonight in this Grand Hotel, a week ago, at 10:15 in the evening, uh, and most everybody here knows, uh, the airfield of Bastion was attacked by 15 insurgents, and it was well thought of, it was well planned, uh, but in the stories, uh, several of us know, uh, have more information probably than the majority can do, and it will come out. But there were some great acts of heroism that took place by Marines uh, that wear our cloth, that aren't infantry officers, but they live every Marine as a rifleman. And they stepped forward that Friday night at 10.15 when the attack began. Um, and they, and they uh, acquitted themselves well, and you'd be very proud. That story will come out here sometime in the next two weeks. But let me take you back to Captain Brent Morrill, Recon Platoon Commander for 2nd Platoon, Bravo Company, 1st Reconnaissance Battalion, 1st Marine Division, and RF-1. On 7 April 2004, his platoon was ambushed by 40 to 60 insurgents while conducting a vehicle-mounted patrol south of Al-Fallujah, a place where we spent an awful lot of time and spent an awful lot of blood. Witnessing a rocket-propelled grenade crippled his lead vehicle, and amidst a barrage of enemy mortar and machine gun fire, he calmly ordered his remaining two vehicles to secure a flanking position. He then dismounted and led a determined assault across an open field and up a 10-foot burn in order to maneuver into firing positions with his men. The boldness of this first assault eliminated several insurgents in close range and forced the others to retreat. Observing his Marines pinned down by the enemy, Captain Morrill left the safety of his position and contained the assault eliminating the enemy's attack. During his valiant effort, he fell mortally wounded from enemy 
attack, Captain Morrill's platoon eliminated 26 enemy fighters while they simultaneously broke the will of the back of the enemy operations in their area. They did this because of the leadership of their fallen captain. In the wake of his decisive action, an outstanding display of leadership and unlimited courage in the face of enemy fire, Captain Morrill exemplified the indomitable spirit of not only our intel community, but that of all Marines who were in the face of adversity and uncertainty. Captain Morrill epitomized every Marine arrival. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm honored to be here tonight. I'm looking forward to meeting our award recipients. Uh, I'm honored to be in the presence of the family members of some of our Marines. These awards are named after them. Uh, I want to thank you for spending Friday night here. I can think of no better way to spend it than in honoring and uplifting the young men and women that were our class. So God bless you, Vince. Thank you for inviting the Amos's to be here. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I couldn't be prouder of my intel field because we're just at the beginning because these are the good old days and I need your help in the future. God bless everyone in the Sanford Hills.